<laughs> Alrighty, welcome to episode 25 of the Invictus podcast. Quarter life crisis age. Who needs a <laughs> fancy song for our, you know, intro when you go every time? Alrighty. Alrighty. <laughs> oh, okay. We, we, we no, have, should do we like have the Matthew one. McConaughey well, that, that's, like, what, that's what right, Dina, right, right. Dina, <laughs> Dina sent me last night. She goes, I hope you've got a song, a, a oh. song ready for the next episode. Well, she right. did ask me about that too. And I said, I don't feel like I'm the kind of person who needs a song for an intro. I feel like maybe at one stage we'll get like a short five or ten second little intro thing, but some of them just drag on for like a minute when I listen yeah. to a new podcast and it's like uh, like too full on. Or they uh, have a sponsored bum, ad. Bum, bum. Like Joe, the, Joe Rogan goes oh on my for about God. five minutes about some I think, fucking, yeah. I, I just skip. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't listen to Yeah, maybe, look, maybe, maybe when we're getting paid we'll to get do it, <laughs> we'll, we'll have an ad at the start. <laughs> Public service announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Please see Brit at the myotherapy. <laughs> That's <laughs> an idea. Something, she, something. Brit, want to sponsor us? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should every week guess this song or something and <laughs> play yeah. it at the start. That's an idea. That'd be fun. Like for radio. <laughs> yeah, the radio do that. <laughs> the song is. Oh. So we thought this week we would continue last week's uh, discussion on fat Gosh. loss. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're not even a minute into it and you're talking about it. Well, I just, you just talked about it, so I thought I'd add it in at the start so people were, uh, you know, back on board. Well, if that's how we start, this could go anywhere. Talk about bacterial infections. <laughs> 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 what happens in your life is... Uh... Well, people can get that from eating, overeating too much food that causes them stress. Anyway... Anywho, that's not where I envisioned this episode going so early on. But we thought, we thought instead of talking about thrush, we'd actually talk about fat loss, not nutrition, but training. Sorry, Holy bloody dooly. Well, you know, today I um, have not really talked to anyone because when we were training, Craig keeps putting his headphones in. He oh, never sorry. talks to me. So I have to get oh, yeah, it out well. now. When you're talking about thrush and stuff, <laughs> you can understand why I'm putting my headphones in, can't you? I don't talk about thrush when I'm training. That would be awkward. That is not awkward when we're talking about it on a podcast, is it? <laughs> anyway, anyway, we had some really good feedback. I don't know about you guys, but I had some really good feedback about last week's episode talking about fat, fat loss nutrition. Um, Bree's done. She's not even going to be able to recover from this now, I don't reckon. And you told well me for not, for not banging on the table. Oh, yeah, no, she did. banged on the table seven times. Because of you. <laughs> Good. I like it. I like it a lot. How did you guys go? Did you guys hear much feedback from people regarding last week's episode? Um, a friend in New Zealand listened to it. Really? But the feedback she gave me was, gee, your Australian accent's really turned up since the last time I saw you. And I was like, that's just good feedback but not what we wanted but anyway that's and then his podcasting voice maybe yeah maybe it's just from hanging out with us it might be or m- more me yeah, than you Australian, yeah you can be yeah maddie lee's listened to the podcast i think i had someone else tell me that they'd listened to it but i can't remember but they did they did enjoy it they i got a lot out of it i had a few people say that they laughed out loud more than one time and they had headphones in. 
So that that's good. good. Well, that's what the girl said. So um, <laughs> it's good if you've girl... got a mask on when you're walking. If you're <laughs> laughing about it, you're like, oh, no one can see me like hysterically <laughs> laughing unless you're like, bent over <laughs> laughing and then you look like you're having a stroke. But like, yeah. Well, Cassie and Melissa said that like they got heaps out of it in terms of um, information, but they said it was really funny too. So I was yeah, like, oh, infotainment. Yeah, I like listening to a podcast that makes me laugh or smile, especially if yeah. they've got good banter between themselves and yeah, they make it, they cool, make yeah. they make each other laugh because um, those positive, good, mm. happy vibes come through. Yeah, like there's enough super serious stuff going on right now that having yeah. some positive, happy vibes coming. Yeah. I your think way. last week's was quite funny too. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, I said to a couple of people, did you listen to it yet? Yeah. And I said that I crack myself up a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're basically comedians. Yeah. Basically, if I'm laughing, it doesn't matter about if anyone else thinks it's funny or not. Training no, no, comedic no, value. Your, your goal isn't to make other people laugh. Your goal is to make yourself laugh. <laughs> yeah. When, when you've got a husband who's practically actually a comedian, this is true. You don't, you don't really laugh at his jokes, but I've seen you wet yourself at your own jokes. <laughs> it's because most of his jokes are about me. Does Michael think you're funny? Sometimes. If you can't laugh at yourself, Tony. Oh, um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't. He didn't. He didn't listen to the podcast. I did tell him though that I called him Cinderella. Has Michael <laughs> listened to any of them? No, he's got plenty no. of time on his hands. You I know. No. No, he's too busy with Tony cracking my whip, getting him doing stuff around the house. (laughs) Well, he's too busy watching videos about cooking, remember? Hey, you benefit from those videos, so that's a good problem. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So all of the videos that I've been watching is some kind of curry theme to it because he's making goat curry tonight. So you can imagine the music that goes along to (laughs) any kind of curry (laughs) curry cooking. And he's just up like... He's loving, um, I I need to find this out exactly because I can't remember what the lady's called. Something Gatsby, Gatsby, Gatsby. Yeah. He's Asian um, cooking, like just loving it. Made his own, you can't say it's not faux. They don't say faux. Yeah. Yeah. Made it from scratch. Like the stock took two and a half hours. Not the whole... So, I really liked it. I thought it was really oh, good. Oh, I had it, had it the next day. It was mm. even better the next day. Yeah. But it, he's loving them. Like, he, he comes over to me with his phone and he's like, showing me the Aww. videos. Look, look, her mum's on it. She's funny. She's, <laughs> she's funny. And then I'm just like... Aww. But he always goes to show me stuff like, you know, when you're in the middle of brushing your teeth or something. You know, just like... <sighs> he's very passionate. What was last night's meal? Uh, it was that good. She can't remember. You can't remember. Oh, I had steak. Oh, you had steak. Yeah, we had Yum. steak and veggies, mashed potato. Yeah, the night before we had the foe. Yum. Which was he made the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Hmm. So we got food chat out of the way. Done. Yeah. Done. Out of the system. <laughs> well, I don't even know how we got to food chat. I don't, know I don't even know. Well, anyway, so we had some good feedback and no, Michael oh, didn't yeah. listen to the podcast. Because he's too busy cooking food. Because he's too yeah. busy cooking food. And he doesn't, yeah, he does think I'm funny sometimes. So we, I did tell him that I called him Cinderella because he was scrubbing the tiles. And he got very excited because he bought a new mop bucket. 
Michael, Michael gets so excited over the funniest things. I he does. It. I'm like, yeah, you go right ahead. But he, she wants me to pay with PayPal and I don't know how to do it. I'm like, give me a phone. <laughs> log into PayPal. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> and then when he picked it up, he goes, oh, that PayPal thing works. And I'm like, oh. yeah, no. <laughs> it's been around for about Genius. 15 years now, this PayPal yeah. thing. It's not new. It's not like the whole PayPass with your phone and stuff. Yeah. Like I get, I get that people aren't quite onto that yet, but mm. like, PayPal's been around for a while. Yeah, he's like, oh, Kelly's not home. I don't know how to do this. I don't want to bug you. Sounds like my dad. Uh, Can I have your help for a minute? Can you show me how to do this? Yes. <laughs> At least you're showing him, right? Mm-hmm. Michael just expects you to do it. He just hands his phone uh, over. He doesn't want to learn how to do it. Uh, he's he like, just wants you to do it. I just got me. used to do this for me. Like... I wanted to buy this thing from eBay. Kelly usually researches it. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, researches it first to make sure it's not dodgy because I never know if it's dodgy. And then she goes ahead and buys it. Mm. Sometimes he gives her the cash money because he doesn't know how to give her the money. <laughs> he does know how to transfer some money. But, like, <laughs> but it's a process. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> don't tell your mum. I'll give you cash. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. That's his way of not consulting boss before making purchases. Exactly. And then buying 17 different apparatus things for his um, Weber. But, you know, his Weber, he got it for free from the tip. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Score. (laughs) So he spends all this money... You know, pimp, pimping out his Weber. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, no, he doesn't fix it. It's, oh, he just, fixed. Yeah, I mean, just, it works. Yeah, just, yeah, I think someone must have got it and never just upgraded, maybe, uh, or something like that. It was like brand new, but he's pimped it out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Cool. Let's spend more money on the pimping out of the weather than the actual weather would have cost you. In the yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but now he's got a pimped out weather. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, I, I did get a couple of positive feedback about the podcast. Um, but the information too, like um, Ange said that she liked how it, it made her feel better that how he said that, you know, you are an adult. If you feel like cake, you can eat mm. the cake of your choice. Like there's plenty of times where you go on a lunch thing with work or something, something, and they go and get food and you just get stuck eating stuff because it's a social thing. Yeah. And you don't even want to eat it. And you're like, I'm just wasting all of my macros on. Being you don't to have eat to it. eat shitty food that you don't want to eat. Like, yeah, to impress the people that you're with. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is what and what what I don't know if we touched on, but mm. that whole perception of I think we did touch on it a little bit of oh, what's wrong with you? You know, you work hard enough. You should be able to have the, the guilt things yeah. that other people put on you, yeah. and for no reason. Mm. It, it's funny though because I think when people understand this. Most of the time, the things other people are saying and shaming you for is their own insecurities. Yeah. So, yeah, they they might not be happy with themselves. Yeah. So then they see you working really hard towards achieving your body or yeah. whatever it is you're trying to achieve, and then they'll try and shame you to make themselves yeah. feel better. One piece will not kill you. Although you, so you won't eat this because you're too healthy. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. when, when, when yeah. you understand that it's, mm. it's coming from their own insecurities, yeah. like they're not necessarily trying to be an asshole. They just are feeling insecure. So bringing you down kind of makes them feel better. They mm. might be doing it consciously or subconsciously kind of allows you to just be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. I don't I really care you, what you I think. I tell you where this reminds me of, and we were talking about, um, with food, men, men don't usually get, that shame thing with food like as much as women i wouldn't say so no, um no. the thing that men get is the drinking drinking yeah 100 <laughs> it's like if you go and go out for dinner mm. they don't men don't care what other men are eating unless you got a beer you're not gonna drink a beer yeah Pussy. like like oh my turn my turn to shout i'll yeah. get you a beer and you're like no no i'm good i don't want a beer they're like what's wrong with you she yeah. making you drive tonight? <laughs> yeah, like it, mm-hmm. they get the they get the guilt for yeah. not drinking. Yeah, um, they don't have like not like women. Women are allowed to not drink for some reason. Yeah, um, but men are not. Men are sh- more shamed about the alcohol. True. Big time. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely been more shamed. Um, like when I've been really conscious of my food and eating cleaner, mm. or whatever it may be. Um, you might go out for dinner with your mates and you might get, I don't know, like steak and steak and veg, like no sauce yeah. or anything like that with it, something a bit cleaner or like salmon or something like that. Mm. But then, and like no one, no one will bat an eyelid. No yeah. one will care at all. But as soon as you go, oh, no, I'm not going to have a beer. I'm yeah. just going to stick with water. They're like, what? What? Yeah. And they'll freak out. So I think a lot of males can probably relate to that. Yeah. And like, who cares what, what someone else thinks? And yeah. you Well, know, it's, the same it's the same thing. It's the same thing, really. exactly the same, correct, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I um, I'm ex- I know this is probably a little tangent. I love the I love the sh- the ad right now for CC and Dry, because they're like, "What's wrong, mate? Why aren't you drinking your beer?" He's like, "Don't really like it. Oh, I yeah, only drink right. it because my dad did." Yeah, uh, I have seen this ad. Yeah, I'm like, how true is this? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not that everyone needs to drink CC, but mm. it's like a cultured thing yeah that you yeah. like you must mm. drink beer you are a man yeah you're not a man unless you drink beer yeah pussy drinking cruises <laughs> <laughs> if someone says that they're actually right um, <laughs> lucky uh candy candy and uh um candy doesn't listen to this kelly's boyfriend kane <laughs> the fact that his nickname's candy <laughs> well michael calls him candy because his name's kane Candy does, cane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like, this doesn't make sense. Oh, I'm like, why has he got like a stripper nickname? Has <laughs> 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 he has he taken his clothes off too many times at your house or something? Do you know what the funny thing is that no one actually well, hardly ever calls him Kane now at my house. Or candy. It's, it's always candy. Yeah. And um, the Michael's son's kids must have heard. Um, them call him Candy. Yeah. And they didn't quite pick it up. They started calling him Keith. <laughs> oh, <don't> they? <laughs> They're like, Keith, Keith, come over here. And then we're like, who the fuck is Keith? Yeah. <laughs> so Paul Kane gets oh, called so Keith innocent. or Candy. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the family love you when you get a nickname and they don't call you by your name anymore. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's You're di- in. Unless you, it's less, it's, unless you get called Dickhead. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, heard of everybody listening, Kane drinks cruises because he's a girl. <laughs> it's okay, Kane. Don't, don't feel judged. You can drink whatever you want to drink. It's all right. <laughs> um, so, 
like we kind of covered like all the nutrition stuff and whatnot and yeah. carrying on from that one thing we were talking about just a little bit before which is probably a um good way to maybe start this whole training around fat loss thing is you get so many people especially women um but i've had men say similar things probably not to the same words mm. is i don't want to build muscle i don't want to lose fat I just want to tone. I don't want to use weights. I don't oh. want to use weights. I, don't, like, I just want to target my legs because I don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, we kind of probably covered a little bit last week. We, we went into a little bit of strength training, blah, blah, blah. But like to properly go into it this week, what's our take on the whole, like, what is toning? <laughs> toning, not toning. What is toning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here, guys. <laughs> um, what is toning? What is toning? Because everyone says, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get stronger. I don't want to build muscle. I don't want to lose. I just want to tone. To me, it's, it's toning is sculpted muscle. But that still brings the whole muscly sort of vibe to it. So I don't really know how else to describe. Fat loss. Well, yeah. General, yeah. Generally, I, I see it as like a, it's, it's, it's a band-aid term that mm. we use because we have insecurities around, um, Lose it, like saying I want to lose fat. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, most of my clients who have have used that word before, like they want to lose fat, but we have so many insecurities about our bodies anyway. So people don't want to use those terms, or they're afraid of building muscle, like we spoke mm. a little about last week. Yeah. So they'll be like, I don't want to build muscle, but the whole toning, really, if we break it down, is losing fat, building some lean muscle. Um, and getting it more visible without being, I guess, bulky. Like, we're not going into bodybuilding. Mm. We're just... That, that's all toning is, essentially, like, seeing visible muscle. Yeah. And how do we see visible muscle? We lose body fat. Can't we buy yes. a cream for that? <laughs> oh, I don't a know. You, some some influencers would probably say that. A tea <laughs> or a cream or a waist trainer or whatever. Remember Take a couple of pills and sit on the toilet for three days. <laughs> One of those bands that you put around your waist and attach it and it vibrates. No, you stand on a shaker. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? The machine that you stand on and shake weights. <laughs> it might get you good at something else, but won't get you good at uh, losing, losing weight. <laughs> <Da-dum>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew it was going to go there. Yeah, it was yeah well, if, if, if we actually had like a, a camera recording it, the people would understand why you knew it was going to go there because <laughs> of the gestures you were making with your hands. <laughs> so... That's, that's I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yes. Yeah, we'll go back. Go so back, we, go so back. We, know, we know what toning is, um, but I guess yeah. like getting people to understand that um, to, to achieve that yeah. desired look, we need to be doing some form of strength training um, or resistance training, whatever yes. word you want to use for it, and we need to lose some body fat. And we know like most, most of fat loss comes from nutrition. Like you, you can technically lose fat without doing any training. It's just a little bit harder. You just got to be a bit stricter. Mm. Um, like so many people, plenty of people have done it without doing any training. But then the problem that we get is they just lose fat and they end up with a physique where they don't have any muscle. Yeah. So they, they don't have any shape. Yeah. And then people generally aren't very happy with that because it's just kind of like a, I don't know, it's like just... Up and down. There's no, there's no glutes. There's no, no physique to it. It's yeah, just, yeah no curves or, or anything at all. Yeah. And then people are usually not very happy with that yeah. end product too. So that's where I guess training comes in and 
whether you use the term toning or build muscle, whatever we mm. want to say. So what's effective and what's not? Like what's what's going to get people the result they want? Well, I like to go bring it back to that simple stuff. Like people want to make it so complicated. They think they need to be flat out dying on the floor. They think they need to do more, yeah. more, 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 more. Or this is not heavy enough. I'm not moving enough. I'm not going fast enough. I need more. Um, I can't do 300 single skips in one hit. I, I have that like they go a bit bit crazy but they don't do anything um as and we talk about it we've talked about this on a podcast before steady state like steady state keeping that heart rate in a steady state and your general walking Mm. um walking or walking quickly yes not just walking like, like yeah dragging yeah. your feet yeah walking like you uh need to catch the bus you're and you on a mission to get there on time yeah yeah you don't have to do angry walking and that's not what i'm saying but you uh, most people disregard that kind of exercise because they think they're not doing enough Pe- mm. people tend to be chasing a feeling opposed to an adaptation and that feeling of i'm smashed like pe- yeah. people will ask you they're like i want you to smash me today and like well that's going to make you feel like you've worked hard. Yeah. But have you actually achieved anything? Are you going to get an adaptation that's positive from that? Probably not. Like, maybe, maybe, probably not. Like, that's actually just going to, like, smash your central nervous system too. You're going to be fatigued. Next day, you're probably going to want to eat, eat all the food. You're not going to want to train because you're really, really, really sore. Yeah. So, yeah, the steady state cardio stuff is something that um, we've brought in a massive amount. Again, we, we really upped that after we did our course with luke lehman and muscle nerds mm-hmm. yep. because they, they just pumped on how important that is for health benefits but also for fat loss um and just to build work capacity so that everything else in training yeah. gets easier yeah like your recovery between efforts of strength training gets easier yeah so um yeah their their thing was generally 30 minutes plus of steady state aerobic work so making sure your heart rate remains fairly steady mm-hmm. Um, not up and down, massive peaks and troughs um, for, yeah, 30 to 45 minutes, even longer, three times a week. They they generally recommend, and then you can do maintenance. But it doesn't take long, six weeks of that, and you've built a pretty strong aerobic base. So last week we talked a little bit about um, the non-negotiables of your diet and people saying, I am not going to cut this out. This is non... It's going to make me pretty shitty. I'm going to feel um, like my lifestyle is not optimal or I'm, I'm just changing too much. So these non-negotiable things. Um, you talk, uh, Marcus, who's taken into this um, steady state or mainly step challenge or just generally fast walking. Mm. He was still coming, you know, prior to the COVID coming to and doing classes and, and what have you, had lost weight, but um, had not changed anything to do with his diet lifestyle. Okay, he did, did not saying that it was a non-negotiable. Not saying that he wasn't willing to change any of that. What he did change was because he was sedentary in his job. He was on the phone a lot. He was on the computer a lot. He didn't do much else. Yeah. Um, besides playing cricket, so he added the steps in. We added the stepping in and the steady, as a steady state. And he's dropped. He's killing. Oh, it. he's looking amazing. He's he does. dropped loads of weight. Like we gave him 
um, a jacket. Step and step uh, Yeah, because yeah, he, he had done the most steps, mm. like that um, kind of thing. And he... Um, I know that from previously ordering him clothes, he's... He's gone I, down. He's gone down in sizing. Huge, yeah. Um, and we gave him the prize. We didn't ask him the size. I just ordered, got him mm. a smaller size than what he's ordered with me before. Yeah. And he wore it. And it fit great. And it was good. Yeah. Aww. So that's... Yeah. that's, that's, that's been, so good. He, has, he hasn't been necessarily training. He's just yeah. been doing his walking and Up made that steps, a real part yeah. of his lifestyle. And it's really paid off. But also, like, I don't know what he would say about this but we know that walking and that steady state cardio is actually a massive um tool to drive us into a parasympathetic like de-stressed state to help us manage our stress yeah um although it is exercise that lower intensity stuff is amazing for our nervous system and I'm, i'm sure that he would say that that's helped him out, especially right now going through everything we're going through being a business owner Mm. managing that stress yeah yeah I know, I know it does. It does for me. I know yeah, it does for too. you. Yeah. yeah, you and I spoke about this with our first lockdown that we'd added the walking in the morning. Yeah, like when we first locked down the first time, um, and we started listening to those podcasts. Just some zoning out times, zone yeah. out time, um, and we we talked about it. And I said that when before I was running, when I was a runner. I used to solve the world's problems by the time I got back from a run. Like I would not even know that I would thought about, it wasn't like I was sifting through my mind to fix yeah. something. Not, not consciously. No. And, and I would come back from a run and I would feel like, right. Okay. Level headed. So this, yeah, yeah. This, this is what we're going to do. And I'm going to fix this. And I'll be like, Ooh, what's that time away from being constantly stimulated and having, yes, whether it be our phone, our TV, yeah. social media, whatever, like in front of us, mm. trying to keep our brain busy. Like mm. when, when you're running or walking, especially by yourself, you get that chance to think things through that you've been dwelling on or have Definitely. been putting to the back of your brain and haven't really worked through yet. And you don't consciously work through it. They just pop up. And then you're like, oh, what am I going to do about that? Hmm, what am I going to do about this? Oh, yeah, that's an, that's a good idea. Sometimes I don't, I don't even come to a conscious decision that I've fixed it. I just have. It just happens, yeah. 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 So um, when we had the lockdown and we, I brought the walking back into it because obviously long runs probably not great for my sport right now. Yes. Um, that kind of helped mm. the switching off process of not being on your phone not being sometimes i would just leave i would leave my phone at home i don't even take it with me i'll be like i just and have that time out not yeah. no headphones yeah. no phone um just walking there has been an occasion where i've had to see when i've seen the myo and she's told me can you stop angry walking so maybe walking just a little too fast um but yeah getting yeah. that um getting that walking done um, has many benefits it's not many. it's not it's not just fat loss uh based it's yeah got many other things and i think going back to we're kind of comparing steady state to more of a high intensity um aerobic work not just talking aerobic work now but also talking um resistance based training i think it's a fair argument to say that volume is generally speaking a better driver for fat loss than intensity 100 percent. yeah both in resistance training and aerobic work. There was always that thing for a while where people were starting to smash intervals and hit training and blah, blah, mm. blah, because we can 
everyone was saying you can burn more calories in a shorter period of time and it was just like really just people trying to be lazier and work out less in what's well, a stimulant then it's more of a stimulant a brain stimulant i got that feeling of feeling mm. yeah. absolutely exhausted so Oops. i must yeah. be able to get snickers on the way home yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it it, it is a very very much a stimulant, and the, a brain stimulant, the rather big, than a the fat big, burner. Yeah. The big downside, like I kind of mentioned briefly before, is when you're doing those hit workouts, you can't back them up day after day after day after day. Like those hard interval sessions, and most of the hit stuff going around these days isn't necessarily like proper high intensity interval training because mm. it's. It's like 30 seconds of work, 10 seconds rest, 30 seconds of work, 10 seconds rest. Like that's not really hit training, but actually tends to be more aerobic in nature because you're not resting. Not really. 10 seconds no, rest really isn't a rest. No. No, it's catching like, your breath. <laughs> it's not even yeah. a couple it of just breaths. Ha- it just ends up being a high intensity aerobic session. Yeah. So it's kind of like in the middle, but people aren't really aware of that. They think it's in a high intensity interval, but it's not. not. But yeah. Yeah. Proper high intensity interval training. You can't do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like you would get to the weekend and you would be cooked. You wouldn't even make it through. No. You'd probably start breaking first. You would definitely. And we've seen it many times. With oh, people. you would yeah. definitely start breaking first. Definitely, you'll have an old injury or some kind of niggle, and you don't listen to your body and you keep going. And yeah, you keep pushing. we've seen it so many times with people when they've yeah. So many times. So many times, like yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but then taking it to more of like a, uh, if we're looking at someone wanting to lose body fat or have already lost the body fat through nutrition and blah, 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 and everything else, and then trying to actually build some shape, then again, if their goal is to build shape, Mm. then volume is going to dictate that. Yeah. Obviously good quality volume, like junk volume of going, oh, I'm going to do 20 reps at this lightweight when I could do 30 reps probably not going to get much of an adaptation no like you're probably not going to build any muscle doing that no. like we can build muscle on really however many reps mm. but it needs to be close to failure agreed yeah yeah and we we do we do find this a lot in our classes actually um and it tends to be mostly women that we're saying um not pushing need, close to failure you need a lighter band you need to go heavier with that with that complex yeah you 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 need to add some weight thanks um yeah yeah to yeah to to and i bet you nine times out of ten it's not because they are worried about not being able to do the weight yeah they're worried about what their end result of their body is going to look like yeah they're going to gain repeating it yeah gain too much muscle and like we said last week for for females it is incredibly difficult to gain muscle to build mm. muscle like women don't have the same amount of testosterone as males yeah. do they're not going to have the same amount of growth hormones as males do and the older and it you takes get time. the harder it is the longer yeah, yeah. it yeah. takes a lot of time like majority of the females who i train train primarily strength-based like yeah. they majority of their session 90 percent of their training is strength-based with me and then aerobic work set outside of training i don't have any jacked females like like proper like mm. you know gun show pythons like they they like it, it would take them years and their nutrition's not geared towards that like they just it's not going to happen yeah 
exactly. don't even want that to happen. Sorry, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> so, <laughs> we need to get you on a cycle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not here. <laughs> you can go somewhere else for that. <laughs> and then, no, we don't do that here. No, no. <laughs> Disclosure. <laughs> I can get tested. I don't know. We don't do that here. I'm pretty sure just have one look at me. You can tell I'm not on a cycle. <laughs> These little spaghetti string arms. <laughs> Noodle, noodle arms. Noodle arms. Um, but no, like it takes it takes a hell of a lot of work for a female. It takes a hell of a lot of work for anyone to get there, let alone a female. Mm. Like guys have a hard time building muscle and it takes yeah. time. Like losing fat is a pretty quick process compared to building muscle. Yeah. Like losing fat still takes time. Building muscle takes twice as long. Like a lot of the research shows that probably for a male, you're probably going to be able to gain lean muscle mass in a month, about 250 grams maybe 500 if you're a beginner like so if you're gaining kilos and kilos a month you're just gaining fat so if a male struggles to gain 250 grams of muscle in a month so you say that over a year you're probably going to gain about maybe three or four kilos of lean muscle, lean muscle yeah. a female will probably gain half, half of that, that at best yeah. and we spoke about this last week you gained what a kilo or two kilos in a year yeah of like strict hard yeah. going hard, hard work yeah and yeah. that was pretty much all strength training no real aerobic work yeah did it go yeah. you weren't even traps. walking back then really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. pretty much it's all up in neck <laughs> pretty much up my neck <laughs> right up my neck like I don't know. yeah that's why you're sounding more Aussie. Oh, no. Up me neck. Up me neck. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you it was me. It was making me more Aussie. I um, have an American friend that listens to the podcast too, and she says yeah. she actually recommended it to someone else in their corner. Tony, you're talking accent. to the microphone with your ear. Delicious. Delicious Australian accent. Delicious. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you'd call an Australian accent delicious. Like, other, you know, other countries love an Aussie accent. Yeah. I don't know. Haven't you realized when you've, you've traveled? When yeah. I was in LA catching the yeah. train, um, I yeah, was they do, actually. I was yeah. like going like <laughs> like I was on fire, yeah. and I was talking about the the most boring thing. I think it was um, laundry and how we couldn't get our laundry and we got a dry clean and blah blah. blah. Yeah. I was telling mum and dad this story, yeah. and this lady is just staring at me with yeah. her pram, and I look at her, she smiles at me, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself. Oh, she just talking about dry cleaning yeah. like nothing <laughs> yeah but you know when i get excited and the yeah. words are rolling and then i was like Your sentences just string together there's no gap there's no, yeah, yeah and yeah i was like and um yeah she was just smiling at me and i just like i had no idea what what it was like why does she keep looking at me i'm like looking around thinking that she's looking at someone else um but it was because yeah I was like gone into that. I think there was. A, I think that while we were in America, like I'd slow down my voice just a tiny yeah. bit because you do. You naturally start to because Americans talk a lot slower well, and everything's much more pronounced. A lot yeah. of the time, the waiters would blink at me like, like yeah. they had no idea what I just said. So, um, when I was talking to mum and dad, it was back to yeah. normal. Yeah, and she was just grinning at me, and yeah. then I was like. Okay. But you can always oh, hear an Australian like, when you're overseas. Like, you'll be over in Big Europe time. somewhere and you'll just hear this fucking squawk. And you're like, oh, there's one here. See, for us, though, it sounds like a squawk. But like, yeah, it's like I, real I, high pitched. Me and, me and my boys have been on, like, a few trips to America. Yeah. And 
the Australian accent, like saying g'day, is like bloody catnip to Americans. Yeah, they're like, they're they, like, froth what? It. they froth it. So yeah. like, yes. I'm not even Australian. Like I'm Australian citizen, but I've been here long enough. I've yeah. been here most of my life. But um, we, yeah, we just turn it up. We'd walk around and be like, so "How's it going? G'day!" Yeah. And like, yeah. you just you'd say all the most Aussiest things you could say, and mm. people are just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you get back to Melbourne Airport and it's just like, squawk, 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 squawk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck, we're home now. We're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're... So high-pitched. Yeah, I don't think they think our voices are, mm. or our accents are. Yeah, well, I, I definitely, like, growing up in the UK, like, perceived when I first came over here, the Aussie accent, very different to what I do Hell now. Oh, yeah. Very different. Yeah. How did we get onto this? <laughs> back, back to training. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Under that. I don't Back. know. Oh, because I said up me neck. Up, up me neck. Up me neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh, I was talking about the, where my muscle is mainly. <laughs> and apparently it's towards my neck and trap area. <laughs> <laughs> it took me two years to gain that muscle. <laughs> <laughs> From all my angry walking. Yeah. <laughs> well, Michael's... I was just going to say, Michael Lane's stressing you out and you go... <laughs> So anyway, um, back to back to training. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know yeah. if we'll get there. We might be done now. Um, if we're talking about uh, volume trumping over intensity to some degree, we obviously still need some amount of intensity. What sort of strength training should or resistance based training should we be doing for someone out there who just wants to gain a bit of muscle to to quote unquote tone up? <laughs> that was like a <sighs> it's one Anything? of those <laughs> yeah well like if you're looking for a specific you, you do lunges do lunges they're the ones that's the exercise yeah, no, no, there is no <laughs> exercise that is is yeah. the key yeah to toning there's no egg. There's no special exercises for no, fat loss. No. Fat loss really like calorie deficit. Um, but we can stimulate uh, I guess like body composition through certain I guess principles of like time under tension mm. to some degree. Yeah. Um, you know, like doing doing box actually funny story. I heard someone yesterday, uh, probably they're probably not listening, but they were in with Brit, it was Brit or Cass, and they're like, So walking doesn't build muscle. I'm like and then Brit obviously told him, no, walking doesn't build muscle. Um, yeah. So they thought that walking and running and stuff like that is going to build muscle. No, we need like box jumps, not going to build muscle. Sorry. Um, time under tension. We need some amount of load. We need to be somewhat close to failure. Like You're going to have to do a fucking lot of walking to get close to failure. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close to muscle <laughs> failure. Not going to happen. Yeah. 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 So yeah, definitely time under tension. And I think it's important for people to find exercises that they enjoy or an activity that they enjoy. Correct. Like, cause if you give someone a bunch of activities they hate, they're going to think a negative thing towards it and be like, I'm not fucking doing this. Like, yeah. What's the point? They're not yeah. going to stick to it. There's going to be no. no adherence, no consistency. Yeah. I think when I was, um, when I was started doing some steady state, mm. I would say this would be more towards the start of last year when I was looking at, and this, okay, well, the, I was looking at getting into my weight category and staying in my weight category for 
a long period of time. So yeah. no fluctuation or not much fluctuation because I had a lot of comps last year, mm. which we've talked about before. So I added the steady state mm. at the start because I needed to get – well, I didn't need to. This was a want. You I wanted, wanted to, to be a in, a, in a weight range. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot of concern mm. to keep moving through the year. Um, a, it was to um, – the fluctuation can be taxing on your body when you're trying to make weight for my comps and stuff. So I didn't want that. I, I knew that I was going to be attacked, um, my central nervous system attacked by the, the the sheer volume of training and comps that I was planning on doing that year. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something that was going to have a little bit of weight loss to stay in that. So I was doing steady state training. Mm, yeah, Steady state training to me was... Um, I have ADHD. I get bored very easy. So instead of I would wear a um, heart rate monitor, so mm-hmm. I would keep myself under control because otherwise I would pop into that not steady state very yeah. easy because I I love that kind of exercise. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I would vary it so it'd be two minutes on a two minutes on a exercise. Yeah. Um. And I'd do five rounds mm. of. For two, so I'd make the forty minutes or whatever, whatever I was planning on that day. Well, that's yeah. a beautiful thing. Like you can be really creative. Like I think yeah. a lot of people hear steady state and they think it has to be walking, has to be running, yeah. has to be sitting on the bike or whatever for half an hour. But you really don't. You can mix it up. Yeah, we used and to be do circuits. Super like, creative. Yeah, or five exercises for two minutes and just keep and do things through. Like we said, yeah. do, do things you enjoy. Like if mm. someone likes boxing or Muay Thai or yeah, whatever, yeah. you can incorporate that into it. I often do when I do my steady state. I'll incorporate some amount of hitting the bag and stuff like that yeah, because yeah. I find that fun. If I just sat on a bike yeah. for 30 minutes, I would be so bored. Yeah. And yeah. I wouldn't do it because I, would, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't look forward to it. I yeah. wouldn't do it. I would skip exactly. it. I would just pick five exercises and then do that. So maybe sled, maybe the airdyne, rowing, skipping. Um, and I would just choose exercises that aren't just going to increase your heart rate too much. Yeah. Like if you're doing something like maybe like battle rope, that might, mm. that'll probably increase your heart rate a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, you're going to end up having those peaks and troughs. I would choose, yeah, stuff like, like push, so I wouldn't push, be, pushing I wouldn't a be sled. doing double unders, as many no. double unders as possible. It'd be, it's just... <laughs> just regular skipping. Yeah, regular skipping. If you're like, and being good at it, like if you're not really very good at skipping, like you're probably going to find your heart rate's going to creep up Go because up. you're yep. just going to get stressed out and really maximal effort. But if you're pretty competent at it, like skipping's good. A light sled, not too heavy. Yeah, well, I had an empty sled virtually. Yeah, empty sled's perfect. And it wasn't going, how many times can I go up and down the track in the two minutes? It was just just moving. Some weighted carries that aren't too heavy, whether it be like some farmer's carries or a yoke or something, but but light. Yep, definitely Um, had that in there. There's Um, heaps of stuff. You can be really creative. Um, And again, it was just moving. Not not slamming it as hard as you can. If you start slamming it really hard, your heart rate's going to peak up. Yeah, so. no, yeah, it's just yeah. Well, this is the key: is that I carried my phone around to the station that I was on, yeah, and had that. It would say you are burning fat. <laughs> I'd be like, thanks, phone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm burning fat right now. Feels so good. Um, but I would keep my eye on that. Oh, generally, you know anyway. Like, you know when your heart rate Yeah, rates. you know. When you start getting to... Like, if you don't have a heart rate monitor, a really good guide is just still being able to maintain some level of conversation or be able to answer mm. a question if someone asks you something. Yeah. If you're so puffed that you're, like, struggling to get out the words... 
then you're definitely going way too hard. Your intensity is too high. Your yeah. heart rate's too high. I did. I did um, do this with a training buddy or mm. one or two or, or whoever wanted mm. to join in, kind of thing, which made it good, made it helpful because there would talk be banter yeah. and talking. Yeah. So conversational cardio. Yes, exactly. Well, yes. we did it a lot last year with our aerobic working uh crossfit classes was you do 30 minutes and you had to be working at conversational pace so we'd we'd randomly ask someone a question while they were doing a certain movement and if they couldn't answer it it was you're going too hard my favorite part was yes we did yeah yeah, i I would um just be on spotify and i'd pick a song and it would be first to answer Title, um, and title and artist. Yeah, we I'm also sure. did um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, oh, we just, yeah, yeah, yep. We did um, so there was a whole heap of conversational um, oh, I remember that. Uh, things oh. that we just did. Because that would make sure people actually slowed down a little bit Listen, and actually yeah. worked at a steady pace. And it's really funny because that those those classes that we did, which were randomly put in, uh, so it wasn't like a program, so they didn't go, yeah. oh, Friday is going to yeah. be that. Um <laughs> They they just really enjoyed. It was like yeah. perfect banter. Um, yeah, they're like, can you pick a song that's not from nineteen ninety or something like that? But it'd be banter, like yeah. And they would go Aww. away from the workout or the training session that day, and they'd be you know pretty 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 good mood. Yeah, and that, but that's that's the thing too. Like that whole chasing a um, feeling is like you shouldn't have to walk away from every session feeling like you're dead yeah. and like dragging yourself out of gym or finishing the, the workout back back on the floor, belly up towards the ceiling, like struggling to get some air out. in <laughs> yeah. or vomit. Like that's not a good thing. Like that, that can be beneficial. Mm. Um, I know ben, ben, be every training session. Yeah. yeah. Ben, ben Bergeron um, used to always say uh, CrossFit New England coach, who's a pretty smart guy, pretty switched on fella. He used to say that's like, you do that once or twice a month at best. At I most. listened to a podcast mm. with him the other day that Ange said, oh, yeah. and it was about um, training, uh, training for your age. That would have been interesting, yeah. And it was about that your body it does not cope. You're not does not cope with that kind of fatigue. The older you the get, the older you get because you don't Absolutely. get that, you don't get any adaptation from it because you cannot recover yeah, and no. you end up being injured or. Well, yeah. yeah. It's funny because like a lot of your stuff previously, Ollie lifting, mm-hmm. you had periods of time where it was, well, not just ho- super high intensity, but super high volume as well. High load, mm. heavy load. Everything, even when you had high volume, it was high intensity. Like it wasn't like you do, like your volume stuff would yeah. be almost a failure yeah, all my, the time. Yeah, my previous coach was more old school um, Ollie lifting programming, but not relevant to my age and you yeah your technique improved a lot like from someone who was outside like i could see that you yours and lou's technique came a long way like you you both improved a lot which allowed you to lift heavier but you didn't necessarily get strong a lot stronger in the amount of time you were training like you got stronger probably early on yeah but then you sort of both hit a wall yeah so luckily for both of us um, that we had the CrossFit background where we were used to um, re- that repetitiveness mm. of um, doing lifts mm. um, in a workout. I think that if I had come from a background of just strength training, 
I, I would have had that adaptation real quick, like I did, yeah. and then I would have died. Like yeah. I don't, my body would not have coped with what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I did um, changing to Lester and Lester's approach. Um, I actually felt like for the first time in a long time that I could do wads on my rest days with, mm. with people or actually join in with other things. Yeah. I did get to the point when I was training with the other coach that I was just done all the time. I was always done. Like I didn't yeah, have you guys, you guys were knackered. I had nothing for nothing else. Oh, like I probably so didn't good. I probably couldn't have added the walking or the steady state in. Because I just had nothing. It was too taxing. Like, the, the training was very taxing on your central nervous system. Yeah. Like, very taxing. And now with, with Lester and his approach, like, I've definitely seen you guys, like, A, your lifting's improved again, technically, I believe. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but also, um, you're getting more adaptations. You're getting stronger. Yeah, you're lift, definitely. You're, yeah. Lift, you're lifting heavier and you're making, you are making, not, obviously, it's not linear because we know it goes up and down, no, but you are stupid, making stupid <laughs> o- over, over, over time. It is, it is progressing quite a lot. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and that's the thing of trying to think about, um, adaptations and getting stronger. Not, we're not talking about getting fitter or weight loss, but we're talking about adaptations at the same time mm. that the numbers that I'm hitting as my 70% are heavier than the numbers I was hitting at 70% before. Yeah, you're progressing. However, that uh, might, yeah. Uh, so we push up those percentages mm. rather than the, so just say for uh, anyone who's listening who doesn't, not not quite getting the whole percentage stuff, um, my 1RM is 62 kilo snatch. Yep. I train at a 65 kilo mm. snatch. Mm-hmm. for percentages of my lower percentages. Yeah. So when I am hitting 70%, it's not off my 1RM, it's off a little bit higher. And once those adaptations happen and I'm hitting those numbers and it's smooth and cohesive, and it and goes up. then we go again. Ah. Um, so it does not necessarily, necessarily mean equates to the heavier total, but mm. I am managing loads in better positions. Mm. Um heavier does so, that make yeah, sense yeah that makes sense yeah. so like the big difference i've seen is like you guys aren't hitting really really heavy loads anywhere near as much as what you used to like you're hitting heavy loads but it's like not you're not having the same amount of volume no. there's, there's intensity at times but you're not having high intensity high volume all the time yeah like yeah you'll, you'll have fluctuations between the two and i think that's where people need to carry over into their training is going, you can't just do all the volume and all the intensity because you're not going to get adaptations. You're just exactly. going to end up fatigued all the time. So there's time and place. Like a, a good way to put it, I think, like we know if we're talking about strength-based stuff, like strength-based sports like mm. Olympic lifting, powerlifting, and even CrossFit to a degree, there's you know an element of strength because that high strength means high work capacity. Yeah. Yes, intensity. Intensity is primarily... Uh, neural in nature so we get we, we, we build up to that intensity we're able to lift heavier weights but we're going to get to we always get to a point where for say the amount of muscle mass you have generally you're, you're, you've peaked yeah generally like you, you'll, you'll hit that ceiling and then we know the more I guess tissue or muscle mass you have the more capacity you have for strength yeah so then people will taper down their intensity 
up their volume, build up some muscle mass. They've got to the point they need to get to. Volume drops, intensity increases. We max out the strength we have for that total muscle mass. And then we sort of like repeat that cycle. Mm. It's not intensity and volume all at the same time. Get bigger, stronger, faster, lose weight, da-da-da, all at the same time because you can't do that. You've got to focus on things. You've got to focus on one or two things for a period of time. Might be four weeks, might be six weeks, might be eight weeks, might be 12 weeks. Yeah. Then we achieve that and then we move on to the next one. Yeah. Focus on that. So Blocks. That's that's something that if you are listening to this, um, the adaptation is harder the older you get. That's just that's just how it is. Yeah, it's slower. And, we, and I combat this by messaging my coach saying, oldness is stupid because um, I don't feel old and that is stupid. And I can still do the shit that I was doing 10 years ago. Like, yeah. But if I want to have longevity in my sport and longevity for like anybody else, longevity in their life, like they want to be able to play cricket on the beach with their grandkids and not just be the one sitting in the chair or they want to hang out with their teenagers and the teenagers are going, I don't know, like whatever they don't want to be the one sitting in the car on the phone while their kids are doing the activity and unable to join in. unable yeah yeah part of it so that longevity so smashing yourself is not going to give you the longevity that you're looking for but even even if you got someone who um say you've got someone in their 20s this is one thing jp said i think it was one of the times i'm not sure if it was the time when we went to obsidian years back or if like one of the workshops i went to that he did but he said, um, and JP Kalki is like one of the best powerlifters in the country. Yeah. Um, he said, it's easy to get someone to like a very big total in powerlifting in a very short amount of time. But if you want them to have longevity in the sport, you slow down the approach, you take your time. Because he goes, we can get someone in there really quick. Say like yeah. a program like... Um, Ah, oh, I've completely blanked that German program, but everyone, I've done it once. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smolov, Smolov, uh, yeah. Smolov or Smolov Jr. Everyone <laughs> wants like instant, instant results. Yeah. So they do mm-hmm. a program like Smolov, Smolov Jr. is like four weeks, uh, Smolov is like 12 weeks or something, and they uh, have the most ridiculous programs you'd ever do. You could probably only do it once in your lifetime. Did you do absolute... the four-week one or the 12-week one? I did the short one, yeah, um, right. and that crushed me. That was a horrible was program. Was that when you were I training didn't... for powerlifting? No, 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 no. I did that when I was stupid um, <laughs> did and we, young. Did we, do that Stupider. In, did we do that in the old gym? I did it. In, I don't know if you did it. I yeah, because we had the app. I, I think you did gym. it, and then you're like, I'm doing this, and then I'm like, and it was, oh, it was, send me the app. It and was then... disgusting because it's like four days a week of squatting, um, and like it is volume and intensity all at the same time. And yes... You, you will get stronger doing that in a short period of time if you're fairly untrained. Like if you're a novice intermediate level lifter, yeah. and I would have said I was probably, yeah, maybe early intermediate li- level lifter yeah. at that stage. Yeah, you're going to get benefits because you get benefits from anything. But like you will break if you keep doing stuff like that. Like I would have broken for sure if I kept going. If I'd done a 12-week one, I would have died. I remember Mortz did, um, I don't know if he did the full thing or he attempted it and he yeah. like broke. Um, so how did you feel when it finished? Like did exhausted. You have any, I was did exhausted you... the whole time. Yeah, right. Uh, bef- like during, after. It's it's yeah, not fun because like it's easy to do. Mm. You could give anyone that program. I could give someone tomorrow. Say someone started with me tomorrow. Yep. They haven't really done much lifting. Mm. I could teach them basically how to squat. Put them through that program, and then sell that and go. Hey, I got this guy to increase their squat by fifty kilos in four weeks, or this and that. 
and be like a real charlatan and you know get like heaps and heaps and heaps of inquiries but like it's not it's not the ethical way to go because that person now is fucked jesus yeah they're never they're gonna be like yeah i'm never doing that again yeah like that person's that person's body will be absolutely knackered they won't get any gains for probably about a year um but people see that and they see other people recommending those sort of programs and think that's the way to go opposed to a slower approach that's where longevity yeah well that's where you go with the numbers game isn't it that's that's mm. that's the numbers game. So if you're training for specific weight numbers mm. um, rather than longevity of uh, that yeah. slow gain, that's that's the difference. Yeah, and but but like not even. It's really hard though. Like I'm not saying that. Yeah, the it's thing an is, easy, someone, it's someone, not an easy road. No, I don't want to be. I, I don't want to spend the next two years with the same snatch and clean and jerk total. Like mm. that's not why I'm doing the training every day. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> so um, exactly. you can get kind of caught up in that whole, well, I need to do more because I'm not progressing rather than seeing the progressions that you actually are Yeah, there's, there's very few people that I've seen that actually need to do more training when they're not progressing. <laughs> very few. Like I, don't, I haven't seen many people who need to do more training when they're stuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm doing more training and because uh, I'm stuck, but I've also decided that I needed to lose weight and I'm doing some more steady state cardio and I'm doing some more stretching and the – yeah, it's I'm training good. twice a day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how's that and working? How's and that mobility working? Yeah. and yeah, yeah I can't fit anything. I don't have much. a rest day. And, the, and then the thing with it too, though, like that does not only does that not work. We know that's not going to work, and someone's going to break at some stage. Yeah, but no one's going to adhere to that. Like, how much fun is training twice a day, um, being in a massive calorie deficit, and doing walking on top of that, and this and that? Like, it's it's not sustainable. Um, I had a client earlier this week say he's actually had um, a pretty average week of training. He mm. goes, um, someone who I do some online work with, he goes, his training's just been rubbish. He goes, my effort in the gym has been terrible. Um, I've just, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. He goes, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what to do. And I go, well, you've just, he just bought home gym stuff. Oh. So beforehand, um, so it's one of the boys from the soccer club. I I'm not doing his training. He's, He's a, he is a PT. Mm. I'm just helping him with his nutrition. Yeah. And he just, obviously with COVID, hadn't been doing any strength training because he didn't have equipment. Yeah. He was just doing running-based stuff because he plays soccer and wanted to work on that stuff. Anyway, he just picked up like a pretty, mu- pretty much a full gym setup for home, like everything, barbell, dumbbells, wow. everything. Um, really good setup. And he's just added that in this week. So yep. all of his nutrition was just based purely off of his running activity. Yep. So now he's added in, he's got his strength stuff. He was doing three to four training sessions a week. Yeah. So obviously we know that's more energy burn, yeah. more activity. And he's like, I don't know what's wrong. I go, well, you're training more. Yeah. You've just added in a whole extra bunch of training. So what we need to do is you don't need to do more. We just need to increase your calories. Mm. So let's give you an extra 200 calories, maybe 300 calories a day because that's, what you're going to probably burn, burn. from a, from a 45, yeah. 60 minute strength training session. Yeah, of course. So let's add some more calories in. You're not being lazy. You're not putting in a little effort. You just don't have the, Energy you haven't got the fuel it. there to burn. Yeah. Like you can't go. Yeah. So like he was consistently losing fat, losing fat, losing fat. I don't know if he did actually this week, but he just, he had a, sh- a shitty week and was mm. craving food and was fatigued and lethargic and yep. he didn't need to do more. It would have been very easy for him to, trick himself if he was unaware yeah. or I wasn't there to troubleshoot and mm. go, 
I need to do more. Yeah, this yeah. is yeah. I'm, this isn't working. I am anymore. lazy. Yeah. I'm that, not putting well, that, enough. Yeah, I'm not. That's putting what he was thinking. Enough. He was thinking like I've I've been shit. Like I had a shit week. I, I I wasn't pushing hard in the gym. I just didn't have any any energy. <laughs> and it's easy to get in that cycle and start thinking uh, it's like it's me mentally, mm. but it's not you mentally. It's you hormonally because you don't have enough energy. Yeah, you don't have enough energy. You're underfueled. You're overtraining. And your hormones are telling your body you need food and you need to do less stuff. So you start, you know, laying down more, sitting down more, leaning against things, doing less fidgeting activity, wanting to eat more food. And yeah. it's, it's not a it's not a mindset thing. It's not your weak or lack of discipline. It's you hormone. weren't giving enough. Your, hormone, you giving your hormones you, are telling you yeah. you need food. Yeah, you're doing and too much. And this can be the same thing if you're not sleeping. Yeah, exactly the same. Correct. Yeah, yeah. because that's another stress. Yeah, that's not a we're not recovering if we're yeah. not sleeping. Yeah. So there's there's always more to it, but people don't realize. People just like will automatically, and it's just because they don't know. Yeah. They just think I lack discipline, and it's the same thing when we're going off on a bit of a tangent here. But it's I think it's a good tangent when people do these. I'm not going to name any of these names, but those like 1,200 calorie, 1,000 calorie, 800 calorie um, diet things that go around and all the detoxes and stuff. They do it for a week or two weeks, and then they're like. They, they can't stick to it and they binge and then they're yeah. like I lack discipline like I just don't have enough discipline to stick mm. to things and it's then like, we go no, back down that don't. rabbit hole of the mental attitude and then the whole of the shaming of yourself and yeah. feeling bad and feeling feeling guilty and mm-hmm. and calling yourself names and the same yeah. thing I lack discipline I yeah. am I am shit at this and uh, and you and, really don't it's just you're not you've yes. got hormones telling you you're you're not you're doing too much and you're not eating enough yeah and that's literally what's happening exactly like exactly our, yeah our goal is to be in a little bit of a deficit not a fucking massive one yeah so i i, I know that you think we're gonna offer a tangent but it's a good one. How, however it's still a heeds to fat loss because all these factors if these factors aren't yeah um troubleshooted into what you're doing mm. you aren't going to keep doing the steady state training because you're too tired yeah um and your brain's not working properly and yeah. then your brain is telling you eat some food usually that equates to i want ice cream or you know mm. uh feel good food rather yeah. than nutritional food because it just needs that once those calories yeah yeah there's there's so much more to it that people yeah they they, they just don't they're unaware of and a lot of people are in the same boat too. Like a lot of people deal with the exact same thing, like putting themselves down, not eating enough, training too much. Like, yeah, it's there's... very common. Oh, it's, it's, it is it's yeah. 95% of cl- our people clients. People that come in and mm-hmm. say something and then it's all just come. Yeah, it's just one big cycle. Yeah. yeah. Circle. Yeah. 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 I think it comes back to the same thing. Yeah. I think one of the big keys is like, and it relates to both podcasts that we spoke about, is doing things you enjoy. Yes. Because that's going to lead to longer adherence. So you've got to have enjoyment mm. over it. Like like we said with the steady state stuff, if you're not enjoying the exercises, you're not going to do it. Same with the nutrition. If you don't have foods that you enjoy, you're, you're not going to do it. And the other thing would just be like education. Mm. Like yeah. the, stuff, the stuff that you're learning from this will give you the tools to make the right decisions or having someone in your corner to help you make those right decisions when you're not sure. Like I was saying with Jaden, he, he is... Um, educated more so around training than um, the nutritional stuff hence why he's doing a little bit of work with me but if he didn't have me in his corner to say no man you just need more calories 
then he probably would have done more or he would have kept going exactly how he was going, feeling like shit yeah. and then binging. So having someone in your corner. Or not adhering to the to the work anymore. Yeah, exactly. And just going, this is too hard. This is too much. Yeah, I quit. And then, and not, yeah, not training anymore. Like, yeah. All right, let's try something different. And it would be completely valid yeah. for him to do that if you're feeling like that all the time. Like, and it's there's no shame in that. If you're yeah. feeling like crap when you're training and you're not feeling like training, you don't have motivation, there's no shame in that. Mm. So you shouldn't always feel like that that's where having like a support group and people who know what they're talking about and can give you the right information and advice because not everyone has time to go and learn all this sort of shit if they've got you know work like they've got their own career that's not in the fitness industry Mm. or nutrition or anything um and there's a lot look there's a lot of information out there and and there's so much to digest like you go oh so-and-so did um, intermittent fasting. I'm going to give that a try. And then you can binge, yeah. um, read and podcast all the information that you want about about that particular yeah. way to do it. But it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. It doesn't Not mean at it's all. Like the one, way you should do one, it. One thing, i go. It doesn't even mean that um, the information you're getting is correct. Yeah. I would say one, yeah. one thing about, um, like I love the Joe Rogan podcast. Most of the time he has some really good guests on there. Mm. But he's got his own um, cognitive biases towards certain things with nutrition that have worked for him. So he he tends to like pump that as like, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. And he's not an expert. He's a very smart man, Joe Rogan, but he's not an expert in that. And he's got his own bias. So someone listens to that and they think, oh, well, Joe Rogan said it. He's pretty switched on. He's he's in good shape and trains, so he must be right. And then he also tends to have people on the show from a nutritional standpoint who tend to support what he believes in. More often than not, like Lane Norton, the one I was talking about last week, mm-hmm. is about the only person who has been on there who will kind of question. Yeah, right. And it is a bit different to what Joe believes in. Yeah. Whereas the other guy, Dominic D'Agostino, tends to support what Joe believes in. Like they're kind of like buddies sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's not that Joe's wrong. He's just got some interesting beliefs that are backed by his preference. He loves like the whole paleo-y, keto-y sort of thing. He feels good on that and it tends to work for him. Yeah. But he kind of gets sucked into that whole, like, this is like the magical diet. Everyone should eat this way. Everyone should be yeah. disciplined. He's an incredibly disciplined person. Like, he's it doesn't fit he's a martial artist li- and yeah. trained his whole life. Yeah, it doesn't fit other people's lifestyles. And that, exactly. And if yeah. you can't make... If, if you can't make the change, changes to adhere to whatever way of eating and it doesn't fit your lifestyle, it's not going to work for you. Yeah, yeah. that's not it's... the optimal one. And that's the problem with like, this is optimal or that's optimal. Because yeah. the, the only thing that's optimal is the one that works for you. Yeah. The one that he's talking about on the Rob Lowe podcast, I don't know if you'll be up to this yet, but they, no. they, just, there, they start to discuss fasting because Rob Lowe starts talking about how he looks so good. Like how he looks after himself. Yeah, because he's older, an old guy. Yeah, yeah, and very good looking. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Joe Rogan says like how um, this was recorded back in August, and Joe Rogan's like only eating meat. Like he's not eating any vegetables. Oh, he's, he's on it's the carnivore diet. Meat. Yeah. He called it. He called it something August. I can't remember what he called it, but very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's had he's had a few people on there. Um, Jordan Peterson's daughter, I forget her name. She had a lot of crazy stuff happen to her, but she went okay. carnivore and it like it fixed a few of her issues. So yeah. obviously she's got some intolerances, whether or not getting rid of all veggies and grains and yeah. stuff was a good idea. But like she's feeling better. Yeah. So anecdotally, she's like, this is magical. This is awesome. And now she's like a big proponent for it. But it's like that worked for her. 
Like, yeah. it probably won't work for everyone else. We know there's, like, heaps of nutrition and vegetables, like, fuck's like sake. fiber <laughs> and everything, like, yeah. yeah. So, but it's... But, but that's, there's, that's, so, there's so many interesting that's, ways. That's exactly. Like, yeah. exactly. It works for one person. Mm. It, like, this person had an amazing result with this diet. It worked for them for yeah, whatever reason. it probably reason. worked with their lifestyle. Like, Correct, their, yeah. their way that they socialize. Well, Joe or... Rogan's a big hunter. He loves hunting. So, like, eating meat for him is probably not that, that, that much of a thing. Like, he could... He loves he loves that sort of food. He loves hunting and eating that meat. Like, yeah. it's not going to work for everyone else. Yeah, someone someone who doesn't quite enjoy like a carnivorous, like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, <laughs> would work for Miley Cyrus. Probably would work she... for Michael Lane. Yeah, <laughs> I'd work for Michael Lane. Yes, but like how Miley was saying how she was vegan, but then she just felt like her brain wasn't working. So yeah, that's why she stopped doing vegan and yeah. she started having meat again. And yeah, it, yeah was very mm. that was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's Another crazy. Tangent. How much how much influence people have though that sort of shows. Like if, if you have someone of, of influence Definitely. who has like a big following, they they may not have any expertise in training or nutrition, but they're they got a big big following, they're famous or semi famous. Yeah. And they say do people this and people go, Okay, I'm gonna do that. Go. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I can't believe how easily people are led without actually having like some level of critical thinking to go, oh, maybe I'll do my own research. Maybe I'll ask someone who actually has studied in this for like their whole life. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> hey, Brett. Hey, guys. Hi. Come join in. <laughs> yeah. One of us. It was funny. You just open the door slowly and you can just see eyes. <laughs> eyes, and, eyes and mask. <laughs> oh, golden. Yeah, golden. so basically... I mean, I know that was a tangent of dieting and yeah. all, the, all that stuff, but, but the ex- exercise is the same. What works for one person is not going to work for you. Yeah. And what works for a 20-year-old is not going to work for a 40-year-old. Mm-hmm. What works for yeah. a, a... And that's the problem with, just, like, uh, cookie-cutter programs, exactly. which could be another, like, long-hour conversation. Yeah. But, like, cookie-cutter programs, you, you, you've seen it all the time. Don't get like, crazy started. Weightlifters, what, like... Like most training stuff, like will work for most people. Like there's only a few variables we really need to change. But like, like you, I remember back in weightlifting times when like Mortz was here, and I used to do a bit of Ollie stuff too. Like yeah. you'd always be looking like, oh, what is, um, what's his name, Kendrick Ferris, and like all these top weightlifters. What are they doing? I need to do what they're doing. No, you don't need to know. Do you don't what move doing. like they move. And you different body, different weight, different age, different training experience, yeah. different recovery ability. Yeah. Yes, exactly. There's um, so much to it. Like you wouldn't go, oh, what's um, I don't know who's the top female weightlifters these days. Is um, what's her name? I don't Maddie. Know. Or the Rogers ones still up yeah, there? Yeah, but the you ones wouldn't that go, I. What's, what's Maddie doing? I'm just gonna copy her. No, you won't get the same adaptations. Mm-hmm. No, no. Or what, what's one of the male lifters doing? You won't get the same adaptations. Very different. That's uh, probably one of the things that I like best about Lester is that he works with your movement pattern patterns. You're, the way you move who you are yeah not how how you, this is the perfect movement for the snatch but your body doesn't do that like yeah, we're talking different. Yeah, yeah everybody moves different everybody has different flexibility and stuff or everybody has different lifestyles different yeah, injuries different physiology everything, everything. Yeah. but even, everything. even from like a psycho- psychological perspective like I know I do this with my clients and I'm pretty sure Lester does this because I've seen some of the stuff he's done with you guys is if you've got someone who tends to be a bit more um, lacks attention or constantly needs changes and different stuff, a bit, bit like yourself, uh, <laughs> like, but you said that before, like, yeah, you, yeah. Um, like if you give that person more variety in their program, they're probably going to enjoy it more. But That's if you just true. give them clean and jerk 
and snatch are maybe the only two things you're going to do. Like you probably get bored of it pretty quick. Yeah. You've got you've got a lot of discipline, so you'd you would stick to it. But like you're probably not going to enjoy that as much as like when you move from Michael to Leicester and there's like so much variety and accessory work that you do now much more enjoyable yeah so i like try and do it with if i've got a client who's can be very regimented and very structured cool you might stay in the same program for like eight weeks if you're still getting results but if i've got someone else who um is a little bit more like they just get bored of things quickly okay well probably not going to keep them on the same program for four four weeks even i might change it up every two or three yeah so it's like from a psychological perspective like we might have a program that might work for them but if they're not going to enjoy it because they need more variety, then why not just mix it up just so they enjoy it more? Because yeah, then well, they're going to train for longer. You think that ninety uh, percent of our class clientele are that personality? Yeah, big time. They don't want to go. Oh, it's Tuesday. We got a deadlift. I hate this. on a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> why are we doing handstands uh, yeah. every Friday? <laughs> It's Monday and it snatches. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't, they want constantly varied. Yeah, they don't want to know it's what's funny. coming up. They want to be. Yeah. At, yeah. yeah, and you know when, when, when we do when we do that, we might sacrifice um, prog- like some amount of progression, but yeah. in, in, we're going to trade that off to a longer a longer term progression because they're going to adhere to it for longer. Yeah. If that's their personality type. So, like, you could hammer someone and go, yeah. okay, big focus over the next week of squats or snatches or whatever, insert movement. Mm. Um, but if they can't stick to it just because their personality type tends to get bored, yeah. you add more variety, they train for longer, they get better results because they train for longer. Yeah. Like, we know pretty much, like, the defining thing is if someone just sticks to something for longer, whether it be optimal or not, they're going to get better results. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and lose fat. Yeah, yeah. And tone up. And feel good. And sculpt. Love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what, time, what time have you got someone? Soon. Soon. All right, let's wrap it up. We're, we're already an hour and 15 It is 3.30. Now, um, I got someone now. Oh, that's awkward. Well, they're not here yet. They're not here yet. Who is Nikki. It? Oh, Nikki. Nikki Noodle. Okay, cool. Maybe well, she's sitting outside. <laughs> she could be. Well, Brit, did you see Nikki? No, nah, she's got. I think she didn't talk. Um, anyway, <laughs> do we do we want to quickly run through podcasts or do yeah, we yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, go, yeah. Well, go I'm, for I'm, it. I'm cool with that. Um, I listened to Bree's recommendation um, with Joe Rogan and Miley Cyrus. I actually, I reckon I might listen to that again. There's a lot to take in. I re- I really enjoyed it. Um, I actually listen to Miley's music like three times to- three separate occasions afterwards because yeah. I got a little bit of different take at it I'm not talking about Hannah Montana yeah that you know all about the climb kind of music I, I was listening to some of her newer stuff and yeah. so I did I-, I did enjoy that and she's she's like for someone who smokes weed I don't I don't know how she- like I know that she's doesn't really smoke she's weed she's been now. sober yeah. for a year or but something but she is like and yeah. you're just like, oh, uh, uh, she's uh, very intense. Yeah. yeah, like she's anyway. But I really, really enjoyed it. Um, listen to um, what else did I listen to? A little bit of the Rob Lowe one. Um, I haven't listened to much actually, as much as last week. A couple on consistency. Um, 
the consistency project was recommended that. So a couple of episodes on that. That's nice. about it. Go for a break. Oh, okay. Um, I discovered a podcast. It's called Private Parts, but it's just it's just what it's called. But it's like two English guys and they interview. Vagina. It's like a the best opening for that. that was good. It was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. We just well, Craig and I just pretty much looked at each oh, other then and went. So they interview someone new every week. Anyway, they interviewed Kaggy Dunlop, who used to be she was on Made in Chelsea, and she tells this. I was actually like laughing out loud while I was on my walk. Um, she tells this story about how she went over to Italy like a month or so ago um, after Europe opened up their borders, and she met this guy over there at a party anyway it was like during covid yeah yeah okay so Mm -hmm. she met this guy at this party anyway he basically like swept her off her feet and said um oh you should come back to italy and we'll go on like a little mini trip together because like they really liked each other and she just talks about her emotions of going through this process so she went back to england flies back out to italy and as soon as she gets to italy she's like I really don't want to be here anymore. I should not have come here. But it's actually a, it's a super funny story. It's really lighthearted, but they are pissing themselves the whole time. So I was walking along like, da! So listen to that. It's funny. So that's called, yeah, Private Parts with um, Kagi Dunlop. And then I listened to one on Life Uncut. Um, this will relate to, uh, it could be a friend in your life. It could be a partner in your life. Um, but they talk about dating a narcissist. And the narcissistic tendencies that people have, and the and the two girls on this podcast both have dated narcissists previously. Oh, we've had conversations. Yeah, about no, this. Had conversations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was really good to listen to. Um, I would recommend that. And then I've only just started the Joe Rogan one with Rob Lowe, and I'm halfway through that. Cool. Yeah. Might have been mostly yeah. like business based, but I did finish the um, book. That I was reading with Neil Danaher, MND. Oh, that I think was my really, mum's got that book. That was really yeah. cool. Like that was that was a fun one because I never would have picked that book up. And um, yeah. I, I'm not really into footy, yeah. but a client of mine gave it to me because her husband was like, "This is an amazing book," and yeah. she knew I'd been doing a bit of reading, and I really enjoyed it. Like really, really interesting guy. It wasn't the book I expected it to be. It mm. wasn't um, uh, like sob story. It wasn't about like, ah, oh, poor me, I've got MMD or anything like that. It was, there was a lot of philosophy in it. Yeah. And the thing I really, really, really liked about it was, um, he kind of wrote the book as if he was writing the book for his grandchildren because he one he'll never know his grandchildren. Like, yeah. you know, you got, you got about 24 months when you get diagnosed with MMD. Um, he's had it for a few years now. He's had it for a while, so he's going okay. And you got you got like um, Stephen Hawking lasted forever. He had the same mm. thing. So like yes, that's the average time, but you can yeah. last longer depending. Um, but yeah, he's never really going to know his grandchildren. Like they're very. I think he's got one or two now, and they're very young. Yeah. Like very young children, so they won't know who he was as a person, and he won't be able to teach them the lessons that he would love to teach his grandchildren, Aww. and like give them the wisdom. Um, so he kind of wrote it. And there's a letter at the end. He actually, the last part of a book is a letter towards his, to his grandchildren. And that was like, that was a bit, I was like, oh, um, that, that gets you right in the feels because it, 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 it's just basically about imparting them with the knowledge for them to lead the best life they can lead. And there was just snippets in it. Like you'd be reading along and it'd be a spirography. It's about his life, yeah. about where he came from, this and that. And, um, the decisions he made in football, yeah. uh, coaching, blah, 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 everything. and But he would impart bits of 
philosophy and wisdom that he's picked up along the way and really? it was really really cool i really i actually really enjoyed it i was, recommend that anyone regardless of if they have it any kind of chronic disease writing a letter to to anyone because yeah. once like i know that it's, it's a little easier now with the technology we have and the videoing and all mm. all of the stuff that we have now um, I found a letter that my granddad wrote to me when I was a teenager, mm. and it was just about his life. Like it was, he passed I, now? yeah. And he had yeah. um, written it to me because I was doing a school project. So oh, this yeah. is a long time ago. Yeah, right. But he's been gone now ten years. Okay. Hmm. You, you can't get you can't get that information back, and yeah. you probably wouldn't have never retained it when you, when I was yeah. fourteen or whatever. Yeah. However, I was when I was writing this. Um, I don't think I've got the actual project that I did, yeah. but I've still got the letter. Wow! But even and I can give that to my kids, and they cool. they knew they knew my granddad, cool, yeah. yeah. Um, and they they're really interested in his history because oh, yeah. they love traveling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like like what you're saying. Like you don't have to be on your deathbed to write something like that. But it's no. when when you do something like that, it's a chance to for self reflection, and that's some of the stuff he said. Like he wouldn't have been like reflecting on his life like he is now or in the past few years if he didn't know he was going to die fairly soon. Like yeah. he had an mm. expiry date sort of thing. Mm. Like you wouldn't do that. So yeah. when you get a chance to reflect, you get, you get a chance to be like, am I the person I want to be? Yeah. Am I living my life the way I want to live? Yeah. Whereas when you've got an expiry to it, which is deep questions, deep things to think about. But when you've got like a, a expiry date, you know, you, you know, you haven't got long. Um, you're probably going to be the person that you want to be and do the right things and do, mm. you know, opposed to normally you're kind of like, yeah, life goes forever. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's ages away. Whereas he's like, well, no, I've, got to, I've, got, to make, I've got to make every day count. He's like, I've got to make every moment count. <laughs> so it's really cool. I, do you think I, that's I, an age awareness thing? Oh, like, definitely. Like you, you probably yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't get like a 17-year-old or a 16-year-old or a 21-year-old. Like they probably wouldn't get as much from that yeah. as you would reading it. You know, when you're probably like 21 year old, Craig might not have got as much out of it as what I would now, yeah. but I also might not get as much out of it as if I read it again in 10 years or 20 years or 30 yeah, years. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that's like a good sign too, though. Like, you should be progressing if you're, yeah, if you're reading something the exact same at 20, um, at 30 as you did when you were 20 mm. and have the same thought patterns about it, then you're probably not progressing, yeah, I yeah. So. mentally and philosophically. Yeah, like definitely. Philosophy and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was really cool. cool. That's, that's about mine. Um, Love that. You didn't listen to any of oh, I did, yeah, but they were more business-based, business, so people yeah. won't really get much out of it unless they've got a business, I doubt. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, like, most of the listeners are probably don't. <laughs> I feel like most, most of our listeners... I feel like my eyebrows are closer to my fringe line right now. <laughs> Yeah, like they're, they're all about sales and stuff. So, like, unless you're in sales or marketing, you're probably not yes. going to get much out. They of They might it. not find it quite as interesting as the other podcasts. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I read a book this week, last week too. I finished a book in a week. Huh? Good work. I know that was Which one of my one? goals. Um, the happiest man on earth. Oh, it's a good read. One you read. It's a really mm. easy read. Yeah, super yep. easy, and it's short. It's like hundred and something pages. Three hundred. Three hundred? No, <laughs> surely yeah. not. Yeah. I thought that was like hundred and fifty pages. Was it on an Audible book? It was just on my phone. Is yours oh. an Audible version or did you have the hard No, I read, I read it on my phone too. I swear oh. mine was like, I don't know. Unless yours was like bigger text spread out or something like that. <laughs> one, yeah, maybe. One, one word a page. 
sounds like I did really good. I read yeah. through it words. <laughs> <laughs> These are the jokes that I have to put up with. Usually from uh, Craig we, and Michael. We only, we only make jokes to people that we care about. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there we go. All right, guys. Have Thanks a great listening. weekend. And um, yeah, we'll uh, speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.